Welcome back, everyone. Here's another collab episode. My next guests are two women who host a radio show on KKNW, 1150 AM, every Thursday from 7 AM to 8 AM. Their show focuses on hot topics, icebreakers, empowerment, and more. It's my pleasure to introduce Jasmine and Shantae from The Way with Jazz and Tay. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with two very special guests, Jazz and Shantae from, or do you go, I just call, I just, I just said one full name and one half name. I think it doesn't matter. <laughs> either, either way, yeah. I, I go by Jazz or Jasmine. I know Shantae prefers to go by Shantae. Okay. I prefer Shantae. Tay is like for my friends, mm. so it's yeah. weird that we decided to name the podcast Jazz and Tay. Because people <laughs> randomly are like, oh, it's Tay, and I'm like, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You guys are part of a podcast called Jazz and Tay. I guess it makes more sense, too, because it rhymes better than Shantae. Right, 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 right. That yeah. was mainly why, Yeah. <laughs> So you guys like record at 92.5 also, right? Or how does you guys, how'd you guys start to do all that? Yeah, so we really just got like lucky with that opportunity. Um, We did Splash Fest a year ago and I just realized that I wasn't going to be able to edit all that edit. Uh, audio by myself mm-hmm. so it I was, reached out it was a lot <laughs> it was so much and I was just like okay I've really like my belly was bigger than my or my eyes are bigger than my belly um and so we reached out to pod noun and they helped us edit that audio but from that relationship we kind of formed a relationship with Hubbard radio and one of the sales managers and he reached out to us about doing a show for their alternative talk radio mm-hmm. which is actually 11:50 a.m so it's an a.m station radio um and we just kind of jumped on it because it gave us the opportunity to go weekly with our show yes and to have like someone editing and recording for us as well as like pushing out our podcast for us weekly so then all of that work that we were doing, you know, out of our bedroom, essentially, we didn't have to do that anymore. We had like an entire team behind us. Saved us so much time with (laughs) a lot of stuff. So yeah, I'm really thankful that we jumped on that. But it's in the same, yeah, it's in the same um, area and everything, you know, like it's funny walking through like the studio when we're there, because you can see all the different signs and stuff. Like there's another station called like The Bowl. And they have like a sign in there. It's just, it's just cool. And then it's funny too, because you can sometimes hear people talking in the hallways mm. and you're like, oh, I know that voice or like, you know, it's, it's different seeing people. Yeah. But we haven't been in studio a lot since Corona. We've only been in one. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like they got really strict for a while and then they just cut it down. completely. Yeah. They got yeah. very strict. They weren't having anybody in studio. And then as of lately, they've been allowing like a host or like people who have shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, occasionally they'll let a guest in if it's like one of those situations where it just kind of makes sense or it's easier to have the guests come in. But other than that, they're really trying to keep it kind of like this virtual and for sure out of house. So when you guys have yeah. guests, mm-hmm. is it usually just call in or do you ever bring them to the station before the BC, I guess, before Corona? Yeah. <laughs> Before Corona, we definitely like to have our guests come in. We were in there every day, um, every Thursday before Corona. So um, if we were in there, they were coming in there with us. Um, but now that, you know, AC after <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> or during really, um, yeah. we are doing it just like this virtually through Zoom yeah. um, with all of our guests. I know I definitely prefer having the guests um, in studio. I prefer the energy is different. The whole vibe is different. It 
creates kind of like a different um, show. So can't wait to get back to that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I had this, I had this like weird phobia up until the virus, honestly, where I didn't want to call people, like not even like the okay. pizza delivery guy. Oh, oh, I was like, yeah. I don't want to like say the wrong thing and be like, oh wait, right? Probably other people that are on the line too that you need to order the pizza or whatever. (laughs) So then, like, it took me like a week or two to decide if I wanted to do like Zoom interviews. But if I hadn't, it would have been like eight months in with no interviews at all. You know? You know? No, exactly. Like, and this time, this time actually was beneficial for us because we've been able to kind of actually get more guests mm. on. Than, than before all of this stuff popped off in a yeah. way. Yeah, for sure. We've been like really relaxed too. It's like, if you can't show up at our Thursday, you know, at seven to 8 a.m. Cause that's um, when we're live. Yeah, that's when we record our show live. Um, and if they can't do that, then we're like, well, are you free on a weekend? Cause we can just hop on a Zoom call and record it and then push it out for that next Thursday. And right. then we have a pre-recorded show. Mm-hmm. So. So right, like amazing. your very first, <laughs> podcast i think episode i listened to i don't know if it was like the first one you ever recorded or not but like it was just you guys you guys just like (laughs) you guys were like explaining you guys are besties and all this stuff and like how there's like different apartments that happen and this fell apart whatever but it's (laughs) oh yep definitely definitely was probably our first one (laughs) so you guys were it seemed like very much like a podcast then and then now because you're part of you like record at the station do you guys feel like you're more of a radio show that put your radio show on to like streaming platforms or do you think you're still kind of like a podcast? That's a good question. That's an interesting question. Yeah. yeah. Um, I personally feel like we are more radio now. I mean, we can't even cuss mm. anymore. Right. Like That's we can't really, we have to really hold our tongues in really topics that we're going to talk about. Uh, surf like we can't mm-hmm. really delve into it or say the things that we would normally want to say if we were just in our room so for that reason I would say we are radio but I personally like it as well because it's giving us a quality show that people can look forward to week after week like they know what they're going to get each week from us now whereas prior it was like you know we do have a variety show and it could have been anything yeah um, that we wanted to talk about at that time mm-hmm. and it was like maybe once a month maybe if we were on top of it maybe twice a month so like the consistency factor wasn't there and so i appreciate it for that mm-hmm. um but i do know that like because of because of the fact that we quote unquote have to be a little bit more censored or like clean cut we've um added patreon Ooh. and so that and so that's allowed us to kind of we have like a segment or a, like a section there called pretty naughty and so it's kind of like us just like we'll do like i like to smoke and like drink so like we might have like a little glass of wine or something might partake in something like that and then talk about more of like an adult conversation or topic and we will be able to cuss and be a little bit more unfiltered i would say it's a little more kind of like authentic to like us so we've kind of we've kind of done that to help give everybody still like a true taste of like us as a as a whole even though we have that radio uh, show aspect of things Mm -hmm. i just did like a collab preview i think like two days ago like right before this one and the the podcasters are getting like a decent amount of views a couple thousand and Mm -hmm. from like my research from like specific artists that release their albums on patreon or other podcasters that do patreon you could honestly make a living just if you had like 5,000 followers even, you know, like if you marketed the right way and then like if you wanted to release an album or whatever, like, 
or like two dollars for an episode like you definitely make a living off that but these guys they didn't really know how to go about on the patreon side so i was wondering Mm -hmm. if you guys can explain if you guys already have a patreon set up what the steps you took to feel comfortable setting up the patreon because i know that's kind of Mm -hmm. a hard thing as soon like because podcasts are free at first so it's kind of hard to convince your fans to be like oh do i really want to make these people pay for this am i like even that good enough yet or so what's the process behind that I love that you said that because that's literally exactly kind of like how we were when we were going about doing it. Like we weren't sure as far as like pricing point goes. We were like, we don't want to undervalue ourselves. We also don't want to like overvalue ourselves versus kind of like where we are right now in the podcasting world and realm. Um, But we just kind of wanted to like, we we took the idea of like what we have for like our media kit and tried to kind of emulate that as far as what we're offering on patreon Mm. so like we don't uh, generally like with the podcast you don't normally have video um so with patreon we record each episode and we'll put we'll put a video up from our episode on patreon and so that makes that now exclusive to patreon so no matter what it's going to be the same audio but as far as the video and video goes like we're way better when you can see us anyways <laughs> as far as any any show kind of goes so it's kind of like an added like incentive to want to go and do that and so that is something that is kind of, that we would offer like on the lower end of it of things because it's still something that you can access like like it's the same audio no matter what you're just getting the video aspect of that hmm. so like that's a good example there so like our lowest tier um, pretty much all of our tiers they get that's one thing that all of them get but right. then like we have other segments or other videos that we do so we do reaction videos as well <laughs> and like only yeah. our higher two tiers are able to see that content and then like for our pretty naughty so it's like we just kind of decided okay well we've got to give them something else that we're not already doing which is right I feel like generally what people do when they start to monetize it's like well what are we not already doing that we can add and put video to and then charge for and I think like our next step which I want to like rewind a little bit I feel like we are still very new to Patreon yes so while we have one we're like we need all the tips and tricks that anybody out there has as well right (laughs) the next thing I think for us on our Patreon is merchandise Mm -hmm. so like we're really working hard to get merchandise so that we can add that to our tiers and our packaging as well and like that can start to be something that we just send out to our patrons as they sign up like hey we've got masks we've got t-shirts and these are for our patrons only Mm -hmm. um and hopefully that will just also draw people to it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I definitely get that. So how do you guys go about recording? Like, do you have like a film crew for when it comes to video or is it just like Zoom right now? Or how do you guys capture that? Zoom, baby. Zoom yeah. all the way. <laughs> Corona, Corona really messed us up because we had all of these plans to have a film crew. Um, We do have a video editor and he was gonna come into the studio with us and film us Mm -hmm. so that we had like different angles and stuff. Um, And then in the actual like in uh, Hubbard Radio, in their studios, they have cameras as well. So like if you want to pay for that, they can record you. So we were gonna try and get like footage from that, footage from him and then like cut angles. But now we're stuck with just Zoom. Mm, like yeah. all we do is Zoom. Um, 
And so that's really like for our full length episodes, that's all that we have. But for our Patreon um, content, we use our camera phones. Mm -hmm. And it's mainly just because ease of use. Like Mm -hmm. we don't really want to ask our friends to come into our homes and like film us for, you know, the sake, like we can do it on our own. Mm -hmm. We're pretty self, uh, (laughs) self self-sufficient. We have two different like tripods and like yeah. ring lights and things so that we can like set up at least two different like angles and levels and we've things, got one you know? that's like super tall and then one that's a tabletop yeah. so you know just try to make we try to make it work the best we can we also uh, have a third roommate which I think is kind of like a cheat code because <laughs> we will sometimes like ask her to like do things you know I'm not asking her it's just kind of like she'll do it anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> but just like hey we might need a third person here can you step in and so yeah that's always helpful but no official crew yet <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting though because like every audience audience is different like for like if you're looking for like a younger audience you want to do video if you're looking for an older audience you just want audio so it's important to do a happy medium and just do both Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, that Patreon Patreon idea for videos is pretty smart. Yeah, just think of it's just what it's definitely about exclusivity. It's like you know, what are you already getting versus what can I give you that you'd be willing to quote unquote pay for? Mm-hmm. That's that's a really good way to just kind of start for sure. Start from there. So I go through the station too to a certain extent. I'm all about like making sure I own everything and make sure nothing's like touched by in any way because mm-hmm. I have like a certain way I like to edit things so when you guys mm-hmm. go through the station does that mean that they kind of own your podcast and then they just put it out for you or how does that all work when you work with the station um they don't own anything um however they they do all the editing and um they push it out for us but I get we give we give instructions ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So like anything that we want at it, like audio wise, like if you listen, sometimes you'll hear like clips of music mm-hmm. that's all been pre-planned. Like we let um, our board engineer know ahead of time, Hey, we might want this clip. We want some game show music. Hey, we're doing a news update. So we want breaking news sounds here. And then like, he'll know, um, you know, he knows a lot about like FCC guidelines and all of that. And then just like, using sounds as well um so like if we try to use beyonce's music mm. he knows already that we're gonna we're not gonna have that in our podcast because she doesn't let anybody have her music right so <laughs> like we'll touch on it but if you like so like if you listen on the radio you'll hear the clip that we're talking about but once you go to the podcast version it'll be like yeah and now we're gonna go to a clip of beyonce and then it'll literally be like literally a snippet you'll get like maybe the first beat and then it goes right back to us talking and we understand that that's going to happen because we again understand like not everything's under fair use law and all these different rules and copyright infringement all that stuff so I mean like we own all of it and we create all of it and then they just really help us to like make it sound good and push it out Mm -hmm. So when it comes to like Hubbard ads, do you get any revenue from that or how, what are they, how is your process behind that? Because when I listen to on Spotify or whatever, there's like the, oh, listen to this radio station, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any choice in that or is it because of how you guys work with the station, they just include that? Yeah, if we had, right, asking asking all the good questions. <laughs> <laughs> if we had more people that wanted to like pay for ad space, our ads would definitely be more geared towards like us and our likes and kind of like 
businesses or things that we're like working with, but we don't right. have, we don't have much paid for ad space. Um, so it's filler. It's kind of like a generic filler yeah. that the station has in there. So the station just has ads that they can run and they run those for us. But like literally if anybody wanted to run an ad with us, they could, they would just need to reach out. Mm -hmm. And so and what you would, yeah, exactly. And so what you would hear on the station would basically be that during the time that we're air, airing. Mm. Yeah, that makes mm -hmm. sense. I, I feel like I haven't really found any YouTube channels or podcasts that have been able to get sponsored really in Seattle. So I'm just... It's so hard. Mm. Mm -hmm. It is hard. We've done a lot. We've been able to do a lot of like collaborations, which is really great because that leads to like other things. And so I appreciate collaborations a lot because um, like, for example, we collaborated with this like clean beauty lady named Cassandra McClure, and she has this product called the Lash Binder. And so through working with her, we were able to get that product as well as like offer our listeners like a special code mm. for being listeners of like the way in Jazz and Tay. And so that gave them like a 10 or 15 percent you know, discount. Plus, we got all that exposure on her page and all of her clean beauty stuff. And that's led to other like us, other guest appearances on like clean beauty cons, et cetera, stuff like that. So that is something that like I can appreciate. Um, we would love, of course, to have sponsors, you know, duh. <laughs> but but, you know, a good like partnership or collaboration is also um, great business yeah. and appreciated. Yeah. It's almost like you have to make and your I think, own sponsors in Seattle. <laughs> in, in a way. I was a, thinking, I was just going to say that I was like, I think maybe even the problem is that like a lot of, and I can't speak for all Seattle podcasts, but like we want to keep it local. Like we want to have somebody that's like from Seattle that sponsors us. And so like, even, you know, right down in COVID, it's kind of a hard time to be like, hey, can we have some money, like, <laughs> for some stuff, like, we can, we'll promise it'll be beneficial for you, but, like, it seems awkward to ask that right now, but, like, we know that we want to keep the sponsorship in, like, in the state or in the city, mm -hmm. and I think that that right now is, like, what's the hardest part is that, like, right. everybody's dealing with, like, a million things, and to, like, want to reach out and be like, hey, I I think this could be beneficial, but like, <laughs> you're not going to reap the benefits probably for a while, but like, I know at some point it'll trickle down and like, maybe for us, maybe even it's like thinking bigger, like thinking outside of Seattle. But I think right now it's like that initial, like being afraid to like go out of the city. Mm -hmm. Like we mm -hmm. really want to get a local business or, you know, a local black owned business. Like that would be our dream to have somebody who's from the community um, really sponsor our show because that's what we're all about mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Or even think about freaking Costco, the Kirkland brand, Amazon, Microsoft. We have all these huge businesses and I don't right. really see like them reaching out. But I, what I've always thought about is like how the tech industry doesn't really connect with the the music scene here, which I thought was kind of weird. That's just like a huge so market. Many, right? We I have yeah. so many feelings mm. about Seattle and like just the, the tech, tech industry. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, mm, yeah. <laughs> I just don't like it. It just, it, I just want everything else to be bigger in Seattle. Like yeah. the entertainment industry, the music industry, fashion, all of that stuff. Like I feel like there's enough creatives in Seattle for that stuff to pop. And for some reason, it's, not yeah. like it is but it's not yeah you know and there's money here in Seattle to make it work and it and I don't know I don't know what it is like where is it like landlocked like where's where the is disconnect it yeah, yeah why <laughs> mm -hmm. and then like if a 
podcast or an artist blows up, they kind of keep it to themselves or don't even like say they're from Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Or, or for example, like, I don't know how to explain it, but like with Lil Mosey or Lil Mosey, I don't know whatever it is. He's not even from Seattle, but he claims he's from Seattle, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It's like, they'll, they'll use it if it's like beneficial to them because or else you never who's gonna know Mount Lake Terrace if you say yeah. that <laughs> I'm from Mount Lake Terrace <laughs> okay he's on YG's new album though I'm like what the hell is That's he I didn't get a chance Pause. to listen to that what because I listened to that whole thing I know I didn't hear him how did I miss that yeah. which song but I forget what it's called it's um him and Callboy him Callboy and um Little Mosey yeah we oh, love- it's it's called Thug Cry we love YG Mm. I love YG. Yeah. This is oh my god. This, this is kind of like a. I felt like it was kind of like a mixtape type album. I feel like these yeah. are some not throwaway songs that no one wants to listen to, but it kind of was just like oh here's some music because there's been a fucking virus. No, and I mean, and that's I good. Like- it's probably a good time to put out that kind of music, you know, get because he can't. You're not gonna tour and like do a bunch of shows right now on this kind of stuff. And if it doesn't do well, then we could just blame it on the corona. So And he's he's kind of been doing that because even a few months back he put out a mixtape and For I the fans. Heard, yeah, oh, and it different. literally uh, I think it's that one. And it yeah. has like some of the same songs that are on this album uh, or it's an album because it's thirteen songs. But like oh, yeah. Laugh Now and Cry, Cry Later on it, Swag's on yeah, it. Swag. Those are the only two, but <laughs> <laughs> still, we've heard them. Yeah. So for new listeners, how would you guys describe your radio show slash podcast? I'll start with you, Jess. Oh, hey, awesome. Let's see. Um, high energy. We do a variety of topics, pop culture, hot, um, anything that's kind of hot topics, politics, even especially right now. We're definitely well informed. Um, I'm a little bit more about like, you know, girly beauty kind of stuff, you know, so I get really into like talking about makeup and hair stuff and beauty kind of uh, things like that, you know, but definitely uh, well informed, I would say definitely funny and entertaining and um, high energy, at least at least uh, for me, that's I'm always trying to come with the energy. Mm. (laughs) What about you, Shantae? Um, I would echo that. I mean, we're just two like fun, opinionated girls that really love to just like share our thoughts and opinions on what what's going on in the world. And like, we like to bring other people into the conversations to really, you know, foster great conversations with people. I mean, that's really the reason we started our podcast was so that we could bring different people, different walks of life together to talk about the hard topics that people really don't talk about. You know, like we want to talk about dating, like why are men trash and why are women trash? And like, why are we all trash to each other? And and hurt us. <laughs> yeah like why are you hurt and like talk about mental health and talk about like the politics and like why is Donald Trump in office but also like why are people so against Biden and you know just talking about it all and like getting different perspective out there but also like raising people up in the community like we've been doing a lot of uh connecting with other entrepreneurs and creatives and stuff and we just want to like you know boost other people because it really helped us when other people saw something in us as well to boost us up. And so it's yeah. just kind of like, you know, I think it's one of those, like, we all have to help each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how would you guys describe your audience? Do you think it's more female-based, male-based? And if it's more one-sided, do you have goals on trying to make it more even, 50-50 even, which is 
almost impossible for any podcast. But right. what do you guys see when you um, look at your statistics and just call her, people that, that call in and stuff like that? Definitely more female. Yeah. Um, so like for the radio demographics, it is mostly radio. It's like 83% female. And then like, but what I think is interesting about that is that while the radio show is like 83% female, whenever we do um, big pushes on like Instagram and stuff, it's like mostly male. You know why? So, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> so it's interesting. Um, I definitely think that it's probably mostly females listening to our show and we have majority female reaching out to us saying, you know, like we listen and we love it and you guys are so much fun. And um, I think to answer your question, we would like to get more men involved. And like, that's something that we've always said is that we're two women with like minds mm -hmm. like we need male perspective to kind of just like change maybe not change the narrative but just add some diversity to it yes yes you shantae and i don't agree on everything but still it like especially we recently talked about the tory lanes and megan the stallion situation and that is a great uh, example of wanting to have more male mm -hmm. uh, feedback and like opinion in that conversation yeah. that we didn't really get you know i freaking wish i was there with you guys there i um because i did a lot of research on that thing because i was like on the same boat as everyone else and i was like he definitely shot this girl and then i listened to his whole album because like i feel like even if the album's full of lies who knows i think it's mm -hmm. good to hear his perspective so i felt like i could have been like yeah but he said this also like the yeah. simplest things besides even whether he shot Megan the Stallion or not, in the album he was like pointing out, and I did like research on this also, when he like made some disses towards JoJo and whoever else. Kehlani. Kehlani. Asian, Asian brat. The, the people that he had that made the songs, yeah, Asian doll, all those doll girls, I don't, there's a lot of them now. <laughs> <laughs> there is, no, there really is. It's I don't, Asian I doll, can't keep up. Doll. Yeah, it's like the new little Diva, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was like, he was saying, you guys took me off the deluxe, but you guys still kept me on your main versions of the albums. And I looked at that, and like for each of those artists, not Kalani, Kalani, he's probably like three or four on the list, but for JoJo on Spotify, she's like the number top, the number one song for her is him and her together. So it was like kind of like a thing where she's like doing it for social media. Oh, I'm taking off the deluxe, but she's still on the regular album. So I, I I thought it was interesting Can to hear you, that side. I just feel like I never I never knew that. I didn't know that like I thought that like once an album was out, that was gonna be like I was the gonna album. say that. I didn't know that you could like take uh, tracks off of like that album. But it makes sense that like on the deluxe, if you're like adding songs, you got remixes and stuff, mm -hmm. that one makes sense. But I didn't know that like if you already put out an album, you could then take songs off of that said album. Mm -hmm. Can you do that? I think like Kanye, that's a perfect example. Like his um, Life of Pablo album, mm -hmm. he wanted it to be like he kind of stopped like maybe a year afterwards, but he wanted it to be like a every ever evolving album. So he like he changed some guest features on the album and go back in and change things every once in a while, which I thought was pretty okay. interesting. So whether it's Kanye, man, like a, a messed up album or like he does that, he does that a lot actually because he's like. A weird way to describe it it's like like a video game most people who play video games when when a company releases a new video game 
or like a console or whatever or a laptop or a phone or anything that's electronic they make sure it has problems when you first get it so that they can be like oh i can send you these updates and fix it throughout there's a reason for mm-hmm. it like, yeah, yeah yeah i got gotcha. so Con- better, kanye kind of did that does that with his albums but i feel like it's because he holds himself to such a high standard and then he kind of lets himself down and then other people down because he's like oh shoot let me push back this album and then everyone freaks out so he's like oh fuck here you go and then he'll secretly go back and even though things. it's not what he wanted to put mm-hmm. out understood understood i see i get you. i get what yeah you're so you can you can definitely edit albums but it is kind of like sneaky to be like oh i'm gonna take him off the out al- the deluxe album to leave him on the main album leave him on the yeah, one yeah so she still got paid from that and but that's all <laughs> uh, I don't want to get into yeah, that, sure. I know. but <laughs> I don't like Tory Lanez right now. And I just think he's a bit like he, he has issues with women mm. and I don't like his tone right now. Um, there's so many ways he could have done this and it just yeah. wasn't this way. And then it's, to drag a bunch of other people who were defending somebody who you clearly shot is yeah. just gross to me. And then and it's like either way if they profited off of it like it was already out there they were already profiting off of it like we were all like streaming you mm-hmm. like chicks tapes was dope you on kehlani was dope you on jojo was dope and then you shot megan and it was like <laughs> what bro like we can't stand for that and then you wanted to put out a whole album dragging everybody like your feelings are hurt and your toxic ma- you're fragile you're fragile i can't even say the words but like he's just being like <laughs> it's like when a girl pushes you and then he's like, my feelings are hurt. And so then he goes and he decides to like hit all the other little girls because they laughed or like mm-hmm. they stood beside her. It's just very like childish to me. Like I can't get behind it. It's just kind of like grow up. My perspective is if, if he was a good guy, like he thinks he is or says he is, then people would probably be more on his side if he hadn't, maybe pe- maybe he has a bad <laughs> track record. I don't know his track record that well, but if he has a no, bad track fair. record, maybe people would be like, that's why we don't really believe you if you did or didn't shoot Megan. That's, I think that's a very valid and fair thing to say because I know that throughout all of this, that's one of the first things that people will bring up is his past record with his with the gun charges and stuff like that and, and all of that. So um, unfortunately, I think that you're right. That's definitely adding to mm-hmm. all of it, you know, but um, I mean, if that happened before and you're caught with some weapon that you're not supposed to have, I don't know. I don't know. Like he's, Nobody was, he's all got a violent we weren't, there. we weren't there. We don't know what happened. We're never really going to know like the true story. I just know that like we we, we need to be in a position of where we're, we, we want to believe women. I mean, we need to support women, especially black women. Mm-hmm. And I would really, I'm, I really am hoping and praying that Megan's not lying about this, you know, and that's all I can really say. Because... I mean, she's making like a whole campaign off of it. I hope not. <laughs> you know, that's part of it. Like she went on SNL oh, last night that. and killed it. It was dope. Yeah. Like she had like a whole protect women thing, and then she like said something about Breonna Taylor. She even said something about bl- protecting black men, which I'm like, see, that's big of you. Tori couldn't do that, <laughs> and that's the thing. That's what that's what bothers me is that it's like, okay, whether or not you did it or not, like you're still not making yourself look good because instead of being like, you know, I'm sorry for what did happen, and but I didn't do this. You were like, I didn't do this, B. What? And I'm gonna drag all the rest of you Bs too, like. Like, what type of stance is that? <laughs> so speaking of artists, don't you guys have a second podcast called the Fine Wine Podcast? Or one of you guys are part of that, or both you guys part of it? 
We both are. Okay. We both are. Yeah. We both are. Yeah. So yeah, tell me it's about like that. A... I just interviewed um Marina because she's on a second podcast now, the All Game Podcast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was able to meet her like maybe like three weeks ago, and we it was yeah. like a two and a half hour podcast. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. Whoa. That doesn't surprise me though, because like with kind of like with our fine wine podcast, um, it's us three and then same, we try to get other um, creatives and artists involved, women preferably. And um, we last, the last one we had, I think we had three guests on it other than us three. So there were six of us and you can just imagine that there's a lot to talk about between <laughs> the six of us women. So yeah, it was a pretty long. And it was the modeling industry that we were talking about. Oh, yeah. So there was a lot of tea. Mm. <laughs> there's always a lot to be said there. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's basically it. Just how Jasmine summed it up. It's a, it's a podcast with S3 that where we bring females from different industries in, and we just talk to them about what it's like, you know, to be a female in their industry and what different, you know, struggles that they've had, what advice they have for other, other women that are trying to break into it and, um, all of that. And it's been extremely like for me, the last one was probably, we've only done two and we're hoping to do two more coming up soon. Um, but like the last one for me was like extremely um, almost inspirational and just kind of like um, informative. And I just feel like I took a lot away, even though like for me, I'm not trying to be in the modeling industry anymore. I'm, but like I felt like inspired and I always yeah. love whenever we are on podcasts and I get inspired. Like I'm like, all right, what can I do today to push our podcast forward? Because, you know, like these women are out here doing it and they're like, you can do whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah, I can. You're right. I can. <laughs> so like <laughs> that one really just like inspired me and it was just great to see these three women who were like completely different walks of life and like in the modeling industry would have you know three like completely different struggles but are making it Mm -hmm. and that's cool to see so when it comes to your um this podcast what do you guys take away from this to add to the fine wine podcast i'll start with you jazz um let's see i would say i would say definitely my same kind of like energy or enthusiasm. Um, we've we've also been, I take it, I would say this is the experience from having our podcast for a little bit um, longer. That definitely helped as far as like establishing kind of like a flow and how to navigate through um, constructing a podcast with multiple guests on it. So that was kind of like um, an added challenge, but I would definitely say mainly my ability to uh, talk to people and um, bring bring out other people's like true colors or make them feel comfortable and that kind of stuff. Bring them out of their shell. For sure. Yeah. What about you, Shantae? Um, I'm IT. I'm the I'm the man doing the tech. Um, no, really. Um, I would just say like just like Jasmine said with our podcast, having it already established and helping with format and then just like making sure that everyone's equipment's ready and that like we all sound good like that's really what I I personally bring to it um and then just having that knowledge and background from our podcast and like having this setup that we have currently at our house um that's really another thing that we bring as well outside of like just bringing our experience from having one mm. have, have you guys found a lot of podcasts in Seattle because I've been like I only I haven't found that many, especially ones that are hosted by women. Have you guys been able to connect with a lot of podcasts or off the top of my head I know of two that are hosted Black by Black in the City. And, and then, then there's Glow Up Cast. Yep. 
those are the two. Mm. And so there's a few more. But those are the two that I immediately know. There's the He Said He Said podcast. Is that female? There, that's that's two men. Two men. Ray okay. and Ray and Jay, I think their names are. Um, there's oh, there's another one that's like a really big one in Seattle, and I can't remember the name right now. It's like the big podcast or something like that. Hmm. Mm, I don't know. Don't get but, me lying. <laughs> like, am I just like like living under a rock though, or is it kind of hard for like podcasts in Seattle to connect? Because I really am like, what the fuck? I've already been doing my podcast for over a year. And I haven't. So, so what I will say is that while we know of these podcasts, we've not actually like had them on our show or anything mm-hmm. or connected in any way. And like, I would say that that's kind of a goal of personally yeah, mine. Sure. Um, I would say for our podcast, like I would love to get them on our show and talk to them and like in outside of that, just like talk to them in general and like sit down with them and be like, you know, like, how are you guys making it out here? And like, what's it look like for you guys? Because um, for us, I it's like, you know, I know it's not easy. And I just wonder, like, have you guys have the same kind of growing pains? And like, what kind of what what have you been doing to get past that, you know, mm-hmm. and to really push past? Because like, I know Black in the City, they've been doing it for like three years now. And they're amazing. And I, I love their show. But um, I'm just like, you know, how do you get past that, like feeling of sometimes just being like, man, this is hard. Mm-hmm. And like, is anybody listening anymore? Right, right. Um, um, to go for three years, you know, but um, I would say that like one thing that I do a lot on our Instagram is I try to like search. <laughs> I literally put in Seattle podcasts, like hashtag Seattle podcasts or like just podcasts. And I just try to find find like the podcasts that are in our area. And like a lot of places are still up and coming, but um, yeah there's a lot of them out there and I know like when we first started there was this I I don't know if they were podcasts or if they were just like a forum it was uh 206 guys this is terrible I'm like bringing up stuff I can't remember the name not 206 Mm -hmm. connect it was like I know (laughs) 206 something and they made like a list Uh. though of seattle podcasts so like and and i actually reached out to them to get us placed on it as well and so like there's like uh i want to say like gaming ones and like you know geek uh not geek con but like (laughs) uh, comic con (laughs) ones yeah like there's all kind of you get a lot of people who spend a lot of time indoors Um, and what are you gonna do it's just a matter of like knowing where to look for them yeah (laughs) it totally makes sense and people are into that like there's a market for that oh and you can make a lot of money because of like like my little brother he's into watching like minecraft gaming videos and i'm like that's a whole thing. Yeah. Twitch, Twitch is like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people have Twitches where they just game and people watch that. It's like, just watch it. Me, yeah. But I guess it's just like podcasting in a way. You know, I will say this. I definitely used to watch my ex play Call of Duty sometimes because it would kind of sometimes just be like a show to watch, yeah. you know, like especially yeah. when they're on missions. I could see my, I could see that. I could see why people might want to. Or you want, I or also you want to just throw the Xbox away, whichever one. Right. I was going to, I was going to say, or I was just being a really good girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> so when it comes to female artists, have you guys been able to find a lot in Seattle? Because that's another thing that like I'm trying to work on. I haven't. It's, I feel like it's harder because it's what I've heard from like female artists. It's a very like male dominated industry. Yeah. Even if you're, if you can call the Seattle music scene an industry yet, because everyone's still up and coming. But like, like I, I got like 
four or five I could think of right now off the top of my head. Oh, girl, girl. Like we Scarlet Park, Paris Alexa, oh, Paris Charlie Cash, Mariah Belrod, uh, Tiger Lily. Hmm. Tiger Lily's a good one. That's a good one. See. Tiger Lily, I feel like, is on the verge of like uh, coming up. Like, yeah. Yeah, I have to reach out to these people. Like, Paris Alexa is like almost impossible now. She's always busy and she's fucking. <laughs> no, I would definitely. We will definitely like try to connect you with them because like we still have a pretty good relationship with a lot of these girls, and we met them through that summer splash fest event that Shantae brought up what earlier. Is that? Like, I've never even heard of that event. Yo, it was honestly like we didn't get to have it this year. We didn't get to have it this year, but it was it was essentially like a music festival. Um, Do you know where? um, Oh shoot, LTD Lounge is Mm -hmm. in like the Fremont area. Fremont is yeah. So basically, they it it was like a small, super small scale bumper shoot. But you had a whole bunch of local artists. They had different stages, different times that they were on to perform and stuff. And it was like an all day event beach themed you know hence the whole splash fest Mm -hmm. thing um you know and we were there to just um kind of do artist interviews you know we were there doing live like artist interviews while everything was going on and so it was through that event that we met so many of like the local artists that we know now and that we have like these yeah so like literally almost everybody that i named other than i would say tiger lily and paris alexa we met through this event and are still, you know, like friends with now. We've gone to, um, like, Scarlet Park. We went to a music video premiere for her. Like, that mm-hmm. was really dope. Um, Mariah Belgrad, we we did it. We interviewed her at Summer Splash Fest. And she's dope. She got this following on that app called Smule. Do you know that Smule mm-hmm. app? It's, it's this singing app. And she got, she has like a really big following on there singing. She got to sing with like what Joe Jonas or like Sean Mendes oh, or something I've seen like that. Yeah. 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 And so like, yeah. And so here she is now, like she moved out to Seattle. She's got this following. She's making music, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. It's cool. Like these connections that we have, but um, definitely like, we'll try to shoot you some of their information. Charlie Cash. Did I say that? She's another yeah, one. Yeah, you said Charlie. Okay, sorry. I'm like. No, it's okay. <laughs> well, yeah. That's our girl. Oh, Tezza Talks. Oh, Tezza Talks. Yeah, Tezza. Tezza. That's another great Tezza. one. She's another great one. Yeah, there's so many talented people. I just feel like it's like people aren't sharing these artists with each other, you know? It's like. That's how I, okay, so you say people aren't, don't want to like share or just kind of like want to keep it to themselves. Like it's, it's weird. It's kind of like that culture out here. I feel, I feel that it's, it's like, yeah, I want you to like see what I'm doing and be proud of me. But like, I have this mentality of like everybody eats, but I don't feel like everybody has that same mentality. You know, it's like, we all have that same kind of goal. And if we have similar likes and interests, why not help lift each other up or like help lift each other there? Like, if you've got something good and you know that this might be something that we could benefit from as well and you trust that we're going to handle it appropriately or pro- properly professionally mm-hmm. why not try to help 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 us all out yeah. like you know there is enough room at the table for everyone to eat yeah and that's <laughs> and that i feel like is truly part of why we have this like everybody here is on the verge of like something and the scene hasn't really like first because nobody's really actually trying to help each other mm. i tr- i really believe that nobody genuinely actually wants to like help one another yeah. succeed out here are you guys both originally from seattle or have you guys like transplants i am i'm 
I'm a true born and raised Seattleite all day. My blood runs blue. Go Hawks. <laughs> Porno. <laughs> Shante. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm hopping off the call now. No, I'm, right? <laughs> um, I'm not born and raised. Uh, I moved to Washington when I was 16, mm. 16 or 17 years old. Um, and I've lived in Seattle for maybe five years now, oh, wow. but I've lived in Washington for 12 years. So I guess you can call me a Washingtonian now. Oh. At this point. <laughs> That's awesome. So have you guys checked out the music scenes anywhere else? Like when it comes to looking for guests do you just stay, stick to Washington and Seattle or how do you find your guests or tap into other music scenes if you do well we just recently had some guests on from uh, California and they're actually a couple of actresses um, they have this web series that they were promoting and so we got these two beautiful african-american women on to promote that and so that was really awesome as far as like kind of expanding our reach um, and then we guest featured on a podcast that's out in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so that helped with our reach as well. You know, that wasn't necessarily, you know, them being on our show. That's to come, of course, you know, but like that definitely helped us with the Atlanta audience, you know, getting our name out there. And that was a dope podcast in the sense of like, I felt like we could really kind of be our true selves, show our like authenticity, all that kind of stuff. And, um, I don't know. I just felt like really more kind of like true to who we were. It was really, it was a really good, it was a really good one. It was fun. And for that audience, for that audience, I felt like too, it was really good. So how do you guys go about promoting yourselves? I'll start with Shanti. Whichever, whoever wants to go first, actually. The social medias, the internet, Instagram is the main place that we promote ourselves and then Facebook and Twitter. Um, We do a lot of like, uh promoting ourselves on twitter through like people looking for podcast recommendations they're just like hey check us out check us out check us out check us out um (laughs) yeah really that i would say that's it does the station help Um, at all or because i've really what i decided with the station i just like record there sometimes but like i i take the audio home with me like right afterwards and just edit mm -hmm. on my own so Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. really do much to the station except like makes like it look more fancy if I have like guests that want to come on or if I have, if mm-hmm, I have a big mm-hmm. artist they're like oh yeah I'd love to come to a station but yeah I don't know if you guys get so, any more benefits or anything there's a there's always opportunity but everything is like with a cost mm-hmm. so it's like if we wanted to pay for extra we could um but not gen- not like generally yeah yeah I feel um, for that a perk, a perk, though, is that we've been able to connect with um, another show on mm-hmm. the radio, and um, it's giving us opportunity to guest feature on a different, like, radio show on the station, and so that's going to be a whole different audience. It's, this is with, like, an older gentleman, so, like, it'll like help with... Mid-50s. Yeah, white, some, <laughs> yeah, like, older like white a, guy. A completely different demographic from yeah. what we usually have. And so that that's that's been an awesome perk that we've gained through the radio station because when it was one of the stations like sales reps that reached out to us for this opportunity, you know. Yeah. So if we weren't connected through the station there, that probably would have not happened for us. I would definitely say like where they don't it's like there's not a lot of freebies, but like they do help us in a lot of ways that um we 
didn't expect. So like we thought it was kind of be going to be very transactional, but like um, the sales manager, he's very like adamant that he sees something in us and he's like, I, I want to help you guys in any way possible. And like, they do that. It's a family, like they're here to make us sound good, look good. And like our board engineer cares. He yeah. like is always like giving us feedback uh, if it's great or if there's something that could have been better or like, you know, he's on top of his stuff. Like we might say one thing and then as soon as we come back from a break, he's got a clip of the song and we didn't even tell him, hey, grab that it. song. Yeah. He's like, got it already. Like they're just amazing. And um, it's been it's been a really amazing opportunity to work with them. Yeah. And wait, who's the who's the third? He's kind of like your third mic for the show. Is that your That's the board and that's our board engineer. That's Benny. That's so funny. That's our guy, Benny. Love him. <laughs> Love Benny so much. <laughs> I probably, I must have met him at least once because I, I I worked at the station, so I tried to meet everyone that I could while I was working there. So, yeah. You know, you might you might have because there's like a guy mean, with a beard. Maybe. Tall. I haven't been there in Always like has eight months, kicks. like I said. So I've like. <laughs> I know. It's been, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. I miss my producer. His name is Gary. <laughs> And Gary's the Gary, the nicest guy. He's just he has he's like a <laughs> Beatles talk show like every Saturday. Oh, or that's like cool. That. And like it's funny because he's like, he's like this older white guy with like glasses, and I just bring on rappers who are like talking about like drugs <laughs> and stuff. And he's like, oh yeah, like, are you okay over there, Gary. <laughs> It's really funny. He's like, yeah. I love that. <laughs> See, that's a that's good exposure though. Like, I feel like that's a great way to expose people to different cultures. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> but yeah, I think collabing is going to be very important for like podcasts in Seattle. Like, I think it's a lot of artists collab, which is good. But like, what I've seen on like research or whatever is that the easiest way for podcasts to grow is to like connect with other podcasts. But like, absolutely. But like how you guys are saying is that it's easy to find like up and coming podcasts in Seattle. I'm very picky on like who's up and coming though in Seattle because like you don't want to just endorse anybody yeah. or just talk to any old body. And and that's kind of like what we learned too through, especially through Summer Splash Fest. Like we met a crap ton of artists mm-hmm. through that. Not every artist is somebody who's quote unquote got something. Or is even really somebody that's kind of like even our style or like our sound, you know? So it is, and how to navigate that in like a professional manner and not just be turning down people like and left and right. Even to that point, um, like Splash was kind of like, segued us into like music where like we talk about everything like we're mm-hmm. not just music mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. so like we found ourselves kind of like becoming after, mainly just, yeah like yeah. a few months after splash Fest, we were like um we need to like start getting other guests because this is now becoming like a music podcast we're like we like music yeah but like that's not our whole bit and like mm-hmm. we like to talk about politics we like to talk about dating we like talk about all kinds of different stuff and so um yeah to throw that in there randomly but like, <laughs> <laughs> just like not trying to get Boxed like in, yeah. into one thing yeah but that's but to say that that's important that you're like you're saying picky about that because like you know you're you sound like you're very uh consistent about what you want your brand to be and how you like things done mm-hmm. so of course of course you're going to be selective about who you want to have on there with your uh product that you're putting mm-hmm. out there that makes sense we should make like a bumper shoot for podcasts and see who shows up yo <laughs> i was thinking the same thing or like a panel like that would be so yeah dope a panel get, for sure 
a bunch of podcasters together to do something like that. It's just too bad there's this right. virus. We'll see how it goes. Ruining everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how has how's the coronavirus affected your guys' lives, if it has? Uh, I'll start with you, Jasmine. Um, it's mainly affected me as far as like, I used to, so I used to do like bottle service on the weekends and that was amazing because it was giving me a lot of great, um, extra spending money. (laughs) Um, it's now been like eight months since I've had that. So I'm definitely starting to like feel that. Um, and then my job itself, as far as like my nine to five goes, thank God I still have a job, you know, so I can't complain as far as that. But um, my roles changed a lot because our companies changed. It's, it's uh, related to like the restaurant business and hospitality. So we've had to make all kinds of like adjustments and changes. And my role is just not what it was. And I'm just kind of hanging on. I'm hanging on there because it's like, how, how much longer is this going to go on until things are going to get back to normal? Mm. And I just, um, it's just, it's just, it's changed, you know, it's not, it's not the same as what it was. So that's, those have been my two biggest, I felt like differences. Um, other than I had to cancel like four or five trips and at least two or three of them were international and it was going to be my first year leaving the country, but we won't talk about that. (laughs) Uh, Definitely threw a wrench in a lot of things. So many. So what about you, Shante? Um, my life's not changed much at all. Um, <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to, my job is already have remote capabilities before COVID. So we just pivoted to all remote. And so now that I'm like able to work from wherever I want, honestly, I'm in Atlanta right now. Um, and nothing has changed. Um, if anything, COVID has made the workload more like tenfold. And so, and it's like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a good thing and a bad thing because it's like um, you kind of wanted to slow down, but also mm-hmm. it's like if we slow down, then people are going to start losing their jobs. So I'm I'm thankful for it. And I'm thankful that I've not had to, you know, deal with like what a lot of other people have dealt with, but I'm feeling that burnout that they talk about. Um, yes. I spend all day doing just working and it feels like there's no difference between Monday and Sunday like it felt like it's just one continuous day to be honest Um, I'm I'm so glad that you (laughs) said that because it's like I there's no real excuse or like reason to like take a day off or like Mm -hmm. to use your paid time off because it's like well what am I gonna do I'm not really going on vacation (laughs) but but I really I totally agree on that burnout aspect of like I need at least like Give me, I need a break. Even if, it, even if I'm not going anywhere, it's just the work. I need some kind of break, you know, and, and any other, in any other capacity, you could take a day off here and there complete, and not feel guilty about it. Complete sidebar conversation advice to you, Jasmine. If you have paid time, if you have PTO accrued, you should take time off. Use it. Right. <laughs> I mean, like you're not going to get it back. It's probably going to, you know, re up at the end of the year. You'll be at zero in January. No, um, it, it re up on, it read up on my anniversary last week. So oh, well, I've got two weeks ooh. already. Look at that. You should take <laughs> some time off because one, like, just winter. like you said, you like a ski trip. Right. Literally, there's no like, end in sight. There's no end in sight. 
<laughs> of this, you're, you don't know when it's going to be back to normal. It doesn't even matter. You need that time to reset your mind. Mm-hmm. Like literally we're not made to live like this. <laughs> so <laughs> take the time. I'm taking Friday off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking next Wednesday off. I told them, I was like, I need a day or two and I might <laughs> take Thursday off. Like I'm so tired of looking at a computer, y'all. <laughs> yeah, it like kills your, but, your eyes and your, gives you headaches. For me at least, like when I edit and stuff and all yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it, it gives you headaches. It's bad for your eyes. Like all this screen time is not good for us. You know, like the sitting for all these hours. Right. There's just a lot of things that go into it and you don't realize it until you're forced to have to do this 24 7 365. Can't even but not to it. complain because it's like, thank God I still have my job and I could just get a right. standing desk and get some glasses that work on the glare, but like <laughs> For sure. at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Well, what is some advice that you guys have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers, podcasters? Start Shante. Get out there and vote. <laughs> yes. yes. Go vote. <laughs> um, no. Um, no, real talk. I would say for anybody up and coming is um, really not be afraid to put yourself out there in new spaces um, and to make new connections. I think that we all need to just be a little bit more inviting and Mm -hmm. welcoming to each other and willing to like open our platforms up to each other. And, and like you said, you know, with a grain of salt, like everybody does need to be vetted um, because you can't just take anybody in. But at the same time, I don't think, I think like if I, anecdotally like I feel like we were afraid to put ourselves out there at first like it took us a minute to start the podcast it took us a minute to want to get guests because we were like eh, like is it good enough and I think that like instead of like reframe your mind like it's good enough you've already started it like put yourself in those spaces where you want to be and follow those people that you see yourself as in the future and and you you will you'll make it will happen for you at some point you just have to work but it's like um if you allow yourself to think negatively and like hold yourself back you're going to be exactly where you've always been which is hoping and wishing that it could happen instead of actually making it happen amen to that sis <laughs> um yeah honestly i was gonna say that's pretty much it you know just it's it's the putting yourself out there it's the whole don't be, be you're gonna hear some no's of course but that comes with this on any journey any come up you know when you go for any job interview you don't immediately get the first job you go and interview for you know mm-hmm. so it's okay you're gonna have a lot of you're gonna have some lows but just know that the highs are always going to be worth worth it above all of the all of the lows. So just suck it up, get your ass out there, and just do it. And be and honestly, I would say consistency is key as well. Like whatever whatever it is that you are doing, you know, I don't know what it looks like for like artists out, as far as like painting and like music goes, but just dedicate time to your art and your craft and make that a consistent thing because your your fans and if you want to be taken seriously about it you're going to want to make sure that you're producing producing that con- that content for sure so where can yeah. um, fans and listeners find your radio show like what time what station what day we are live every thursday 7 to 8 a.m on local seattle a.m radio station that's eleven fifty kknw um, if you visit their website, we're also hosted on there. So you can find links to the, the Way and Jazz and Tay through the KKNW's website. 
We're also on pretty much any streaming platform. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, um, does Tune Amazon in, have podcasts? Yeah, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. <laughs> if you search The Way with Jazz and Tay, you will find us. Literally Google. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, and then as far as like our social media goes, we are The Way Jazz and Tay on Instagram. And we are The Way with Jazz and Tay on Facebook and The Way JT on Twitter. There we go. Did I get everything, Tay? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I end, <laughs> I end the podcast by saying it's the NAS podcast. You each say your name and then together you'll say the name of your podcast. So I'll start with Shantae. This is the NAS podcast Shant- with... Shantae. Jasmine. And you guys are... And the, the Way, way with, with Jasmine Tay.